Good morning, everyone. Or well, by I think that's another language you can add to the list, isn't that right? So good to be here. We've appreciated the opportunity to come and to get you to know you a little bit better. We have been praying for you as you have been praying for us. And that's the great thing about the amazing God that we serve uh, together. We can pray for one another right around the world and know that God is answering prayer. It's good to be with you, and it's good to be able to share a little bit about what God is doing in the land of Peru. For those of you who have already heard us, uh, you're the only ones allowed to go to sleep. The rest must listen. Uh, and I can tell you that uh, whilst I wear glasses to read, my long sight vision is very good, so I will notice whether you're paying attention or whether you're uh, being annoying or whether you're trying to fall asleep or whether you're watching your, your, your watch and hoping this guy shuts up very quickly. Good to be with you. For us, it's a joy to serve the churches here in Ireland in the land of Peru. And the aim of Baptist missions is to proclaim Christ. That is the only message. And it matters not whether you're in India or Africa, the US, Peru, or the Shankar Road. It is the same message we proclaim. There is only one Savior. There is only one way to God, and that is through Jesus Christ. So proclaiming Christ, and as we proclaim Christ, as is being done here in the Shankar, a church begins to emerge. And that's the exciting thing. The church, of course, belongs to God. And we serve him. And so, there in the land of Peru, this is our task. And it's been a privilege for us to be part of that work. And as you know, Baptist Missions are working here in Ireland and in France and also in Spain. Now, let's go to South America. Let's go to the land of Peru there on the west coast. And if you were to travel from your house here in the Shangle to our house there in the Porto Vilo, it would take you roughly 24 hours uh, in a plane. All right? And there'll be a few stops along the way, but roughly 24 hours. You're welcome anytime. Absolutely anytime. You're stuck for a holiday destination and uh, just speak with Derek. And he's been so many times, he knows the way almost blindfolded. But there we are, right down on, in South America, the West Coast. The size, it's 500,000 square miles. Now, what does that mean? Well, roughly, if you take the whole island of Ireland and you multiply that by six that gives you roughly the size of the land of Peru. So it's no small place. An amazing land. Population, 32 million people living there. Anybody any idea how many people are in Northern Ireland? A a roughly a million and a half, 1.6 million people. In Peru, 32 million. And almost 10 million, a third of that population, living in the capital city, Lima. The main religion, of course, is Roman Catholicism. But that's mixed with all sorts of religions. There is religious freedom. There is not persecution as such as you would hear of in other countries. Um, but whilst there's religious freedom, that causes sometimes a lot of problems because many of our Peruvian friends are confused by the, by the likes of the Mormons, Jehovah Witnesses, and many other aspects of custom and culture that often have nothing to do with religion, but very often hold people back from finding God. And so while it's a Roman Catholic country, the exciting thing is this. 20 years ago, the number of Christians or the evangelical population was about 2%. Today, the evangelical population, the number of people who have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior is now between 12 and 14%. So it's exciting to think that you have brothers and sisters coming to know the Lord in the land of fruit, which if you don't meet them there, one day you will meet them in heaven. And Peru, of course, is a country of extremes. Extremes in every sense of the word. Uh, here, you would have maybe extremes in languages. The way they speak in the Shankill is not the way they speak down in Enniskillen, where I'm from. Or if you go up to North Antrim, well, that's a different language completely if you're up in Palamone or that sort of area. But 
in Peru there's lots of different dialects, there's lots of different uh, ethnic groups, you've still people living in the jungle, and oftentimes they don't want anything to do with normal people like you and me. And then you would have extremes economically, you'll have the very, very poor, and they're still in the marketplace, and, and people trying to make a living by selling fruit and veg, like Ivan. And then, and then you've got the very, very rich, and then you have the extreme in shops, the marketplace, and then you would have um, shopping malls like you would have here in Belfast or anywhere in Europe. So a country of extremes. And it's a joy to be able to share God's word there in that place. And just now, Baptist Missions this year, 2017, have a birthday. 90 years since the first missionaries went to the land of Britain. Now, I was not there in 1927. Okay? Some of you may think he looks as if he was there, but I was not. Derek might have been there, you can ask him, but that's another story. But Baptist Missions have been sending missionaries for the last 90 years. And so there's a very special bond between Ireland and Peru. And we thank God for his goodness. We thank God for his faithfulness. And just a few photographs of what it was like in those early days. It wasn't easy. It took you many, many days to get there in a boat. And even for the people living in Peru, <coughs> traveling was difficult. And, and, and getting food supplies was difficult. Jobs was diff- uh, were difficult to find. And these are just some of the old folk. There's one of the first churches being built. And actually, that's the ladies. I like this one. That's the ladies carrying the mud bricks uh, to build the first church. And then you'll see some old forms of transport. And very often, and this is another thing I like about especially the churches up in the mountains, they will come together for days to meet a church. Maybe two or three days, and they'll bring everything they can for food, and they will all be together, and it's one great big pot, and it's great fellowship. <coughs> Lovely times. But these are just some of what's been happening. And of course, there are summer camps. I'll be telling you a little bit more about that in a moment. Summer camps in Peru. An opportunity to bring people from all different parts of Peru to come and to hear God's word on their campus. Many of our church leaders today came to know the Lord Jesus Christ while coming to the camp. And the camps have been there on the coast, right down the very coast of, of, of South Peru. And many trusted the Lord Jesus Christ. But we still have camps, but not on their campus. And I'll be telling you why in just a moment. So proclaiming Christ, planting churches, we're in South Peru. Let me just tell you a little bit, very, very quickly, of some of the main areas of work. Okay, We're assisting churches, planting churches. See, when missionaries first went to Peru, they planted the churches. The exciting thing today is that churches in Peru are starting to give birth to new churches. So you see, a bit like Shankar, this church is going to grow, and you're going to give birth to a new church, maybe a different area, a new area, maybe a housing development, and you're going to be burdened for that area, and you're going to want to see people saved in that area. And that's what's happening in Peru. So it's no longer the missionaries planting churches, the actual Peruvian church are planting churches. But we're helping them to do that. We're also preparing national pastors and leaders as new churches emerge. Then they need pastors and leaders. We also have a radio ministry. God's word being heard by hundreds and thousands of people in the south of Peru every day and every night, 24 hours a day. And many have come to know the Lord just listening to the radio. And that's a tremendous ministry. And of course, the Camp and Conference Centre, we're excited about that because that's where we have been based for many, many years. More about that in just a moment. And then, of course, one of the main aspects of mission or ministry is responding to spiritual and social needs. People are the same all around the world. Now, their circumstances may be different, but the needs are the same. And there's a special place in the heart of every single human being that only God can fit, that only God can live, and only God can make a difference. So it doesn't really matter whether you live in the Shankle or you whether you live in Peru. We have the opportunity to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ and the difference that he can make, the work that he has done, and the hope that he can bring 
to every single human being. So that's where we're at in the land of Peru, and that's what we're doing. But there's a new way forward. Because the churches now have come together and are working together. There's a new way forward. We now have an association of churches. You will have heard of the Association of Baptist Churches in Ireland. And one day, Shankill Community Fellowship, God willing, will be part, will be one of those churches in the Association of Baptist Churches. And the benefit of that is tremendous. You fellowship together, you work together, you pray together, you have events together. And we are seeing that now in the land of Peru. And it's so important to emphasize who we are, what we believe. You need to know not only what to believe, but why you believe what you believe in. So we're encouraging the churches to do that, to work together in unity, and of course to enjoy fellowship uh, together. Let's go just now to the most important part, and this is what I've enjoyed already about being in Shanghai, the spirit and power of prayer. We, are, I was, I, we were at the prayer meeting just before you all came, and, and I didn't get a word in this because people were praying, everybody wanting to pray. You see, when that happens, God moves. And that's why God is blessing the work in Shankill. Because people are praying. You are praying. God makes a difference. God responds to prayer. We still need prayer. I want you to pray for John and Lourdes. John is originally from this part of the world. He married Lourdes from Peru. And they are our only colleagues from this part uh, of our working with Baptist missions. And so we ask you to pray for them. Pray for our Peruvian pastors. Pray for our leaders and staff. You see, much of the work now is being done by Peruvians. And that's super. We're actually in a job where we're trying to work our way out of a job. Where we're no longer needed because the Peruvians are able to preach and to teach and to carry on different aspects of ministry. We've already said it. We've already been thinking about it. Our God is always faithful. God can never change. The same God who was with the missionaries who went 90 years ago to Peru is the same God with you and me today. And the same God who supplied their needs is the God who supplies our needs today. Our God never changes. He is a faithful God. We'll be looking at this verse in just a moment. For the Lord is good. The Lord is good. How do you sing in Shango? All of the time. Because he never changes. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. We may let each other down. We may fail even God. But God never fails. And God is always faithful. And for that we thank him so much. Different ministries, let me just mention the Camp and Conference Centre. We used to be under Canvas, and now we have a multi-purpose Camp and Conference Centre, which we were able to purchase back in 2002. We began work on it. In 2007, we officially opened the centre. We can now accommodate 160, 180 people living there, not under Canvas, but in dormitories. We have sports facilities, and God has provided in amazing ways. used to be like this in the early days, and now we have uh, a tremendous centre where we're celebrating our 10th anniversary. So it's our special year too. Baptist Missions, 90 years. The Camp Centre, 10 years ministering to God. And we have so many people coming, not just for summer camps in January and February. Oh yes, our summer is January and February. When's your summer? Well, that's right, you don't have one here. That's okay. But in Peru, in Peru, the summer is January and February. And it's love. It's so special to see literally hundreds of people, boys and girls, young people, adults, uh, families coming to our camp and conference centre and God working in their lives. This is Ingrid, our, our administrator at the centre. Please pray for Ingrid. And then, well, I, I got a special gift here in Ireland a few years ago. And we were able to build an office for Ingrid with some money left over. And I thought, what, what are we going to do to, to celebrate our 10th anniversary? What could we put at the camp centre that everybody could enjoy, whether you're whether you're a child or a teenager or even a granny or a granddad. Well, I thought, let's build a golf course. So I built, uh, with, with the help of so many other people, I only was there to make sure the materials arrived, but we built an 18-hole crazy golf course. 
and God has been using that uh, just this year as people have come. And again, an opportunity for us to testify, to share with them just how faithful God is. And so at our summer camps, um, tremendous band of young people, we called it the, the SAS team. Now, I know what you're thinking, not the SAS uh, that uh, uh, worked here for many, many years, but this SAS team was a group of young people, and the SAS stood for Service, Action, and Sacrifice. And this band of young people helped us through our summer camps, and we were able to see, and we know of at least six trusting the Lord Jesus Christ as their team. See, that's why we're in Peru. That's why we have camps. That's why we share God's Word. We want to see people coming to know the Lord Jesus because he makes a difference, not only now, but for all eternity. And now is the time to get to know him. And so many more as well who were saved realized, hey, I've got to be faithful too. Just as God is faithful to me, I need to be faithful to him. It's just not a matter of coming and warming the seat every Sunday. Being a Christian means a completely changed life. It becomes a life of service. God becomes the most important one. And as to him, we give all the honor and all the glory. So great times of fellowship. Young people coming to know the Lord, families coming to know the Lord, uh, and, 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 and homes being repaired because God is in the midst. And so it was a privilege and a pleasure for us to see God at work this year again, 2017, at the camp and conference center. Right, enough from me. I'll ask Christine to come up. Let's just take a wee while and you'll hear why in just a moment. So I keep talking until Christine actually arrives here. I'm going to ask Christine three questions. And the first question, Christine, is all about Elo. This beautiful place where we live. Tell us a little bit about Elo, what it's like, and tell us then a little bit about us uh, as a family and why we're there. Well, I think some of the men here this morning would really enjoy Elo because it's like your day out yesterday. How many were in the day out yesterday? Where's my, where's my uh, Baywatch babe? It's here that I saw on Facebook, and I thought I'm going to the right place this morning because Elo is at the beach as well. So we could do with your help out there, so we could do. We live at the beach. Um, well, not literally on the beach, but we live at the coastline, and uh, we have formed a little church there. And tell us then a little bit about us, before we go to the um, church, Christy, just about us as a family, uh, and this good looking guy that you married, and, and uh, have you seen him? You know have we have any children? You know who the 90 year old is? Um, we have two little ones, not quite as small as the two wee ones running around this morning, um, but Andrew and Rebecca are our two kids who were born in Elo. One uh, was born in Mokego, Rebecca. And uh, she is now at university in the States and finishing her education there. She was in a Spain team in the summertime, so we're kind of uh, keeping up the Spanish. Uh, in France, she was away with Baptist Missions for a couple of weeks, telling people once again about the Lord uh, uh, for two weeks in her summertime. She's now actually up in Port Stewart and uh, enjoying a bit of relaxation time. Andrew, our son, um, has lived, was born in Elo, and he has lived all his time there. Um, but he is now coming back to Ireland, and uh, he's with us, well, not physically with us this morning, um, but he is going to be living here, he has got into university here, and so he has big changes ahead as well. So while Rebecca's going to the States to finish her university, Andrew's going to be starting university here, and God willing, we'll be going back to Peru in the not-too-distant future. <laughs> and just to actually remind you, we first went to Peru when Derek was actually there, that's fact. Okay. Uh, 25 years ago, uh, Derek was, of course, the Baptist Missions Director uh, and not only became our boss as such, but a very close friend, indeed, a father figure uh, and, a, and a spiritual father to us both 
and indeed to Rebecca and Andrew as well. So um, you're very privileged. What has been our loss in Peru has been your gain here in Shankill. But uh, thank you for praying for us, because I know that you have been praying for us as a family, and that's been uh, so, so important. So we'll leave the family for a moment, and Christine, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the church that we have been involved in, uh, very similar to Shankill. Uh, not constituted yet. We're still getting to know people. We're still sharing God's word. Tell us a little bit of, about the people and what's going on in the church. Well, very similar to you guys because we have children running around all morning as well, so don't worry about the kids running around because we're more than used to it. It's a lovely group of believers, of folk coming along, wanting to find out and to hear more about God. People who are coming in from their homes with lots of problems, with mixed up lives as we all have, I'm looking for a solution, looking for a way. Um, I teach in a local school, and so some of my friends have been coming along to the church as well, and it's great that I can say, listen, I don't have the answers, but I know somebody who does have, and that's God. And it's great that teachers, friends, people that we meet in the streets, people in the markets, and they come along and they formed a little fellowship there, just like yourselves, and it's, it's lovely. Like, I love looking up. Technology's great, and I love looking up and seeing how shankles. Um, continuing and comparing to Nueva Vida, the church there in Elo, and it's encouraging for us. And as Derek prayed this morning, they'll be meeting later on in a few hours' time whenever they get up, because there's six hours difference, so um, they'll be having their, their meeting just like this, and um, with the wee ones running around too. Good. Now, a little bit like Shangri-La, because it's a little church that just doesn't cater for the needs of the individual, but actually reaching out. Uh, the little church in Elo is conscious there are people living all around that need to know the Lord, but not just close at hand, Christine. What different ways is the church impacting not only ELO but actually around the world? We're trying to, to see that they need to do something as well and we have, we're have we supporting Peruvians to go to other places and we have two, um, folk that, two groups of people that we support, a, a family, the Coppa family from Peru and they're now working in Morocco and almost Muslims there in Morocco and it's fantastic, the Nueva Vida Church have taken that as our missionaries, they are missionaries and uh, in the same way that Baptist Mission have sent us out to be their missionaries, we in Nueva Vida are supporting this group, this family that have gone to Morocco and also a Peruvian girl, Sharon. And uh, you've got your Sharon here and we've got our Sharon who is working in Israel. Very difficult situations. Neither of the two groups of Peruvians working abroad have the freedom that we have in Peru. They have to have their meetings um, in secret. Um, they're under persecution and it is dangerous for them, but it doesn't stop them because they want, in the same way that they're thankful that people came to Peru to tell them about God, they're going out to other countries to share God's love there. Okay, and not just uh, far away, but actually close to the church uh, there in Elo, with the help of a very special lady here in Northern Ireland. We're able to do something special. Christine, tell us a little bit about what we do at Christmas. Yeah, um, we, ha- we get a gift um, every year. And it's been lovely to be able to use that gift in special ways, and, and as I'm a teacher as well, um, to see it being channeled through children. And um, we've got a group of very special kids um, who have special needs, and uh, we can supply for them um, a special Christmas because of a lady here who um, helps us financially with that. And they come along and then we meet with them. They have a special meeting together, and uh, just like Christmas anywhere, um, we have presents, we have games. Um, they get a dinner together along with the teachers as well and it's a way that we can be involved in this school too and uh, each year they don't expect it each year but they get so excited that, that we're able to do that with them 
Great. And also, Christian has a ministry amongst the ladies. Uh, I'm not allowed to go to this meeting, um, but it's always encouraging to hear just what God is doing and the different lines that Christian has had the opportunity just to just to impact with uh, God. So, Christian, maybe just one of the ladies. Could you tell us about one of the ladies that uh, come to the, uh, that comes to the ladies' meeting? Um, I don't know which one to pick out because <laughs> they've all got their special stories. Um, Natalie is uh, one of the ladies who comes along like Jude and she helps with the, the practical things like the cutting out and the making of things and Jude is, um, Natalie has been incredible. Um, we knew Natalie from when she was about this size and uh, she was a little girl, Daniela, who was born deaf. And uh, Natalie spent the time that she wasn't walking on with the Lord, but she's come back to the Lord. She's now coming along to the ladies' meeting and she's helping us with the practical aspects of that. And her little girl, Daniela, as well, she goes to my school and she comes along and she teaches all the ladies what to do and she gives out her, her orders to them all. But it's lovely to see how God's worked again in Natalie's life and uh, how she's coming along and being used in the ladies' meeting. One of the teachers that I work with, Gladys, also comes along to the meeting. She's trusted the Lord, and I'd ask you to pray for Gladys. Her father's got Alzheimer's, and it's particularly difficult for her at the minute. She's the only Christian in her family as well. Um, but trying to bring the dad along to church. The dad's been to church already, and it's just lovely to see um, their enthusiasm, like you folks, to just share God's word. Just finally, Christine, uh, tell us a little bit about school and what it has been like, because I know that you've had the opportunity not just to speak with people like Gladys, colleagues, but also with some of the students. Um, well, it's, it's amazing again. The school that I teach in is a Catholic school, and uh, but so open to all the books. I, I teach English there, and so I'm allowed to bring in lots of books. All the books that I bring in are Christian books. And so to see those kids taking out the books, learning English, but learning more important about God, and whenever they bring them back, I let them take them home at times to read, and then some will come back. No, my uncle knows a little bit of English, and he wants to read a little bit more. And the contact that we have with parents um, and with the rest of the staff as well, and sometimes because of different gifts that we get, one year we're able to give Bibles to all of the students that were leaving. They finished school at 16 in Peru, and uh, as they were leaving, we were able to give all the students leaving a Bible each. And uh, just before I came back, um, this time here to Ireland, one of the students, whenever I was still teaching, um, one of the students who left two years ago sent me a message, uh, uh, a WhatsApp message saying, Miss, you never guess what I'm doing. And actually, um, because of the fellow that it was, I thought, well, dear knows what he's up to. And I said, are you still studying? Have you dropped out? And was a bit negative with him. He says, no, look what I'm reading. And he sent me a picture of his Bible. He says, the best present I've ever got. And it's amazing to see how, even though we don't have the contact with them anymore, God is still at work. And it's lovely to see how Nicholas is now reading his Bible and trying to find out more, looking for a local church um, up on our people where he's studying notes now. So it's, it's always encouraging that we don't have to be there. I want to be back in Peru. We want to be back in Peru. We're not there at the minute. But God's still at work. And we know that even though we're not there, he's still working um, uh, in Elon. Okay, very, very quickly, and I'm going to put you off if you speak too long. Uh, <laughs> but can you just tell us a little bit about how things are health-wise and why we're not back in Peru right now? Well, um, to please Derek, I can start by saying I'm fine. <laughs> it's an F word that Derek doesn't let me use. Um, but uh, yes, I am here for, um, as you can see, I haven't this just to keep you all awake and give you a nudge whenever you fall asleep later on. Um, although we do have a lady who does that in Peru too. Um, but uh, I have a bit of problems with my walking. Um, I've got MS. God has been so good to me in the t- last 25 years in Peru that I haven't needed this walking stick. 
Um, but at the minute I do need it, so there's been a change in my situation medically, and at the minute we're here waiting for that to be um, sorted out, so that I have to stop using this to beat Trevor and uh, uh, everything else, and that I'll be running and jumping out of here soon, God willing, and going back to Peru. So we're waiting for that to happen at the minute. Okay, thanks, Christine, and thank you to you folks as well for your prayers. Uh, we are very conscious of that. We are very aware of that. We are very blessed because you pray for us. And uh, later on this morning, you will be uh, you will have the opportunity just to get our little prayer letter. Please take that, no charge, and a little prayer card. Uh, and uh, we would really be encouraged if you do that. Uh, they'll be downstairs. And as you pray for us, be reassured and assured that we in Peru are praying for you as well. So that's a little bit on Peru. And I trust that has been encouraging for you. And, an, in, and has given you an insight uh, to what God is doing and how you can play a part in the land of Peru and how your prayers make a difference. Thank you again for your prayer support. Thank you for those of you who practically support us. We appreciate that and we ask God to bless you for your faithfulness to Him, to us, and to His work in the land of Peru. Thank you, Trevor. Right, can we have all the kids up before you go down 